0: AF, ICE Critiques of Mechanistic Interpretability Work in AI Safety by Stephen Casper. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, ICE VI, Critiques of Mechanistic Interpretability Work in AI Safety, published by Stephen Casper on February 17, 2023 on the AI Alignment Forum. Part 6 of 12 in the Engineer's Interpretability Sequence. Thanks to Chris O'Law and Neil Nanda for discussions and comments. In particular, I am thankful to Neil Nanda correcting a mistake I made in understanding the arguments in Olson et al. 2022, in an earlier draft of this post. Kazik equals the AI safety interpretability community. ME equals mechanistic interpretability. What kind of work this post focused on? Kazik prioritizes a relatively small set of problems in interpretability relative to the research community at large. This work is not homogenous, but a dominant theme is a focus on mechanistic, circuit-style interpretability with the end goals of model verification and or detecting deceptive alignment. There is a specific line of work that this post focuses on. Key papers from it include Feature Visualization, Ola et al., 2017 Zoom In, An Introduction to Circuits, Ola et al., 2020 Curve Detectors, Camarada et al., 2020 A Mathematical Framework for Transformer Circuits Eliget al. 2021. In context learning and induction heads, Olson et al. 2022. Toy models of superposition, Eliget al. 2022. Softmax linear units, Elige et al. 2022. Interpretability in the wild, a circuit for indirect object identification in GPT 2 small, Wang et al. 2022. Progress measures for grokking via mechanistic interpretability, Nanda et al. 2023. Dot etc and the points in this post will also apply somewhat to the current research agendas of Anthropic, Redwood Research, ARC, and Conjecture. This includes Causal Scrubbing, Chan et al., 2022, and Mechanistic Anomaly Detection, Cristiano, 2022. Most, all, of the above work is either from Distill or inspired in part by Distill's interpretability work in the late 2010s. To be clear, I believe this research is valuable, and it has been foundational to my own thinking about interpretability but there seem to be some troubles with this space that might be keeping it from being as productive as it can be. Now may be a good time to make some adjustments to TICC's focus on me. This may be especially important given how much recent interest there has been in interpretability work and how there are large recent efforts focused on getting a large number of junior researchers working on it. Four issues. This section discusses four major critiques of the works above. Not all of these critiques apply to all of the above, but for every paper mentioned above, at least one of the critiques below apply to it. Some but not all of these examples of papers exhibiting these problems will be covered. Cherry-picking results. As discussed in ICE 3 and the TORD Transparent AI Survey, Rocker et al., 2022, cherry-picking is common in the interpretability literature, but it manifests in some specific ways in me work. It is very valuable for papers to include illustrative examples to build intuition, but when a paper makes such examples a central focus, cherry-picking can make results look better than they are. The feature visualization, Ola et al., 2017, and zoom in, Ola et al., 2020, papers have examples of this. Have a look at the cover photo for, Ola et al., 2017. From Ola et al., 2017. These images seem easy to describe and form hypotheses from. But instead of these, try going to open AI microscope and looking at some random visualizations. For example, here are some from a deep layer in an Inception v4. From this link. As someone who often works with feature visualizations, I can confirm that these visualizations from OpenAI Microscope are quite typical. But notice how they seem quite a bit less lucid than the ones in the cover photo from Ola et al., 2017. Of course, many papers present the rosiest possible examples with their figure one, I am guilty of this myself. And there is an argument to be made for this because it can help a reader gain quick intuition. But the main danger is when a paper structures its arguments around cherry-picked example after example without rigorous evaluation or multiple hypothesis testing corrections. From Ola et al., 2017. Consider this figure in which Ola et al., 2017, selects a single neuron, presents some visualizations, and argues that the feature visualizations show cats, car hoods, looks more like pool tables to me though, and foxes. In this same example, These interpretations are then validated by using a different interpretability tool, test-set exemplars. This begs the question of why we shouldn't just use test-set exemplars instead. And when Borowski et al., 2020, tested exemplars versus feature visualizations on a neural response prediction task using humans, the exemplars did better. Remember the gorilla parable from ICE 2, it's important not to grade different types of methods on a curve. In this particular case, it is a great hypothesis that the neuron of interest is polysemantic for these four types of features. But the evidence provided does not show that this is a complete or robust understanding of the neuron. It could just be an interpretability illusion, Balouk et al., 2021. And regardless, cherry-picked results are not enough to show that this understanding of the neuron is practical. And cherry-picking might be directly harmful via good harding. As discussed in ICE 3, normalized cherry-picking will tend to guide progress toward methods that perform well in the best case, not the average or worst case. Networks are usually big and contain many neurons and weights. These include many frivolous neurons, Casper et al., 2020, and weights, Frankel et al., 2018. And all of these neurons and weights mean that there are many different subnetworks to study. Ola et al., 2020 picks a number of these examples, does not do any correction for testing many hypotheses, presents select ones as coherent circuits, and pontificates about how they work. We see examples like this. From Ola et al. 2020. Here, the neurons look like they may wire together in a way that's important for curve detection, and the weights connecting the circuit make this seem plausible. And this is a great hypothesis. But picking neurons and weights that wire together and then constructing a story of what is happening is a fraught way to draw conclusions. We know of examples in which this type of methodology fails to produce explanations that generalize Hoffman et al. 2021, Balubasi et al. 2021, a point that Ola et al. 2020 acknowledges. The point here is to highlight some problems with cherry picking but not to claim that the methods from papers like Ola et al. 2017 and Ola et al. 2020 are incapable of being useful. In fact, these papers and subsequent ones gave a thorough case that their methods were useful for something. However, that something was the very simple task of characterizing curve detection. And this leads into the next point. Toy models and tasks. The key reason we need good interpretability tools is for spotting issues with AI systems in high-stakes settings. Given how daunting this task is, it seems incongruous how the mechanistic interpretability literature consistently avoids applying tools to problems of engineering relevance and usually opts instead for studying toy, subnetworks trained on toy tasks. Camarata et al. 2020, studied curve detection. The circuits that they concluded were responsible for detecting curves did so by detecting edges from pixels and curves from edges in exactly the way you would expect. Eleget et al. 2021, and Olson et al. 2022, studied attention heads and transformers. In particular, they focus on induction heads which aid in in-context learning by retrieving information from previous mentions of the current token. Abstractly, induction heads perform a task that can be understood by a two-state finite state machine that either matches a token and returns the next or fails to match a token and moves to the previous one. They study induction heads quite directly in small models but much more indirectly in large ones, using mostly correlational evidence and analogy plus some interventional ones which they described as offering weak evidence. Wang et al. 2022, studied the task of indirect object identification. They analyzed GPT-2 small which is notably not a toy model but the task was cherry-picked. Consider a next token predictant task such as when Mary and John went to the store, John gave a bottle of milk to underscore. The hypothesis from Wang et al. 2022, about how the network mechanistically identifies indirect objects was described as 1. Identify all previous names in the sentence, Mary, John, John. 2. Remove all names that are duplicated, in the example above, John. 3. Output the remaining name but this is not sufficient for indirect object identification in English. For example, consider Alice reminded Bob that it was Charlie's birthday and that Charlie wanted roller skates. So Bob gave a gift of roller skates to underscore. The correct completion is Charlie, not Alice. And I checked that GPT2 small indeed does get this completion right. So the real task studied here is simpler than general EOI. It is EOI on a restricted set of sentences that they used, and it leaves the model's EOI capabilities outside of this set unexplained. Maybe their circuit was a frivolous one Ramanujan et al. 2020. Nanda et al. 2023, studied a small one-layer transformer trained to perform modular addition. One concern with these works is the process by which these tasks were selected. None of the tasks seem uniquely compelling for AI safety. And this prompts the question, why were these particular tasks selected for study? The papers above did not provide details on task selection or argue that the chosen task was particularly relevant to alignment. This suggests that some of the above results could have been effectively p-hacked. Moving forward, me researchers should provide details on task selection to avoid this problem. Further, the problems being studied in these works have trivial solutions which gives me researchers an unrealistic advantage in finding mechanistic explanations. In these cases, it was trivial for a human to generate mechanistic hypotheses. But any practical problem where this can be done is not a deep learning problem, Rudin, 2019. The reason why we use neural networks is precisely that they are good at learning complex solutions to non trivial problems that we cannot devise programmatic solutions for. So we can expect that failures in advanced AI systems in high stakes settings will not be due to trivial mechanisms. So long as ME remains focused on explaining how networks handle toy tasks, there will be a fundamental gap between what ME research is accomplishing and what we need it to accomplish. A lack of scalability. There is a dual issue to how ME research tends to focus on toy tasks and models. The norm is not to just solve very simple, convenient problems, but to do so in the one of the least scalable ways possible, through large amounts of effort from human experts. One of the reasons for this approach was discussed in ICE v. The hard part of me is generating good mechanistic hypotheses, and this requires a form of program synthesis, induction, or language translation which are challenging. But by only focusing on toy problems and having humans generate the mechanistic hypotheses, me research has avoided confronting this problem. It work has failed to scale to challenging problems, and might always fail to scale because of this dependency on hypothesis generation. There may be a way forward. It might be possible to develop good ways of training intrinsically interpretable networks and translating them into programs in certain domain-specific languages. This could be extremely valuable. However, automated me has been discussed for years within TASIC, and we haven't seen significant work in this direction yet. But we should expect this will probably be hard for the same reason that programming language translation is hard, Chu, 1999. But given that good, automated mechanistic hypothesis generation seems to be the only hope for scalable me, it may be time for TASIC to work on this in earnest. Because of this, I would argue that automating the generation of mechanistic hypotheses is the only type of me work TASIC should prioritize at this point in time. See the previous post, Ice v., for a discussion of some existing non-TASIC work in neurosymbolic AI related to this. Some of these works have made progress on automated hypothesis generation and may be making more progress on sees-me goals than TASIC. And later, ICE 11 will argue that one of the best sub-problems for this to work on may involve intrinsic interpretability tools. Failing to do useful things. The status quo. Recall that the key goal for interpretability tools is to help us find problems in AI systems, especially insidious ones. This is a subset of all engineering relevant things that practitioners might want to do with AI systems. Given how central me work has been to AI safety, it is a little bit disappointing that it has failed to produce competitive tools that engineers can use to solve real world problems. If me is such a good way to tackle the alignment problem, shouldn't we be having success with applications? One of the reasons that not much me research is applied to non-toy problems may be that current approaches to me may just be ill-equipped to produce competitive techniques. ICE 3 discussed how most work in interpretability relies on intuition-based or weak ad hoc evaluation. And me is no exception. Kamarada et al. 2020, Elige et al. 2021, Olson et al. 2022, Wang et al. 2022, and Nanda et al. 2023, all do a sum amount of pontificating about what a network is doing while demonstrating fairly little engineering value to the interpretations. It is worth highlighting in particular one method of evaluation from Elige et al. 2022 they claimed to have trained a more interpretable network based on an experiment in which they measured how easily human subjects could come up with mechanistic hypotheses from looking at dataset exemplars using their network versus a control. This is a textbook example of the sort of evaluation by intuition discussed in ICE 3. Relatedly, when doing me work, we should be very cautious when researchers claim to identify a subnetwork that seems to be performing a specific task. In general, It's easy to find circuits in networks that do arbitrary things without doing anything more impressive than just a form of performance-guided network compression. Ramanujan et al. 2020 demonstrates how networks can be trained on tasks just by getting rid of all the parameters that don't help task performance and then keeping the circuit that remains. It is not ideal to paint with a broad brush when discussing the Mii literature. It is important to be just as clear about the great things that have been done as the flawed ones. For example, Wang et al. 2022 adopted a useful hierarchical approach paired with good ablation tests while Camarada et al. 2020 and Nanda et al. 2023 were particularly thorough to the point of leaving little room for plausible doubt for how their subnetworks worked. And all of the works discussed in this post do indeed provide fairly compelling cases for their mechanistic hypotheses. In fact, these works should have gone further than they did. For example, these papers could have done more work on debugging or implanting backdoors. Wang et al. 2022 comes closest to doing this in a competitive way. They found that ablating their circuit for indirect object identification harmed task performance but still left some to be explained. This type of thing should continue, ideally with non-toy problems. We need rigorous evaluation. As discussed in ICE 3, we need benchmarks to measure how competitively useful interpretability tools are for helping humans or automated processes. 1. Make novel predictions about how the system will handle certain inputs. 2. Control what a system does by guiding manipulations to its parameters or, 3. Abandon a system performing a non-trivial task and replace it with a simpler reverse-engineered alternative. ICE 3 discusses a recent paper on benchmarking, Casper et al., 2023 and the next post in this sequence will propose a challenge for mechanists. Exploratory work is good and should continue to be prioritized in TASIC. But it alone cannot solve real problems. Benchmarking seems to be a solution for making interpretability research more engineering relevant because it concretizes research goals, gives indications of what approaches are the most useful, and spurs community efforts. For further discussion on the importance of benchmarking for progress in AI, see ICE 3 and Hendrix and Woodside, 2022. Finally, Recall the gorilla parable from ICE 2 about not grading techniques on curves. Imagine that you heard news tomorrow that me researchers from TASIC meticulously studied circuits in a way that allowed them to reverse engineer and repurpose a gone for controllable image generation. Done by Bao et al. 2018. Identify and successfully ablate neurons responsible for biases and adversarial vulnerabilities. Done by Gorbani et al. 2020. Identify directions in latent space that were predictive of a language model saying false things. Done by Burns et al. 2022. Identify and label semantic categories of inputs that networks tend to fail on. Done by Wiles et al. 2022. Debug a model well enough to greatly reduce its rate of misclassification in a high-stakes type of setting. Done by Ziegler et al. 2022. Identify hundreds of interpretable copy-paste attacks. Done by Casper et al. 2022. Rediscover interpretable Trojans in a network done by several of the non-mechanistic techniques benchmarked by Casper et al 2023. How shocked and impressed would you be? This underscores the importance of not grading different techniques on different curves. Interpretability tools are just means to an end. To the extent that we see more rigorous benchmarking of interpretability tools in the coming years, we might find that me approaches don't compete well. And as will be discussed in ICE 8, ICE 9 and ICE 11, me might not be the most promising way to make progress on the problems we care about but I would welcome being proven wrong on this. Re, we just need to find out what the hell is going on. Hell yeah we do. We absolutely need to do exploratory work, play with toy models, experiment with new concepts, etc. Despite how critical this post is on the works that do this, it should be clear that this is not a criticism of exploratory work, engineers do this kind of thing all the time. It is worth clarifying the nuance behind what this post is arguing. First, exploratory work, toy problems, etc. should not constitute the lion's share of ME research effort as it does today. To date, the ME research community has not produced many useful new regularizers, diagnostic techniques, debugging techniques, editing techniques, architectures, etc. It seems good to work much more on this. Second, when we do exploratory work, we should be honest that we are doing them, and we should be clear about the difference between this work and the type of engineering work that will be directly relevant to safety. When doing exploratory work, One should always be able to explain how it could plausibly lead to methods of practical value, and if such a story hinges on things that are not being worked on, maybe they should be worked on. Re, we need interpretability for verification. Some ME researchers describe part of their vision for ME as helping with verification. Certainly it would be nice for AI safety if we could make good mechanistic arguments about how a model would always never do certain things. But in practice, it seems hard to do something like this reliably with rigor or precision there is already a lot of work that tries to make formal guarantees about neural networks. Despite being from 2018, Huang et al. 2018 offers an overview of these methods that I think is helpful for understanding key approaches. And while these methods have potential, they too have not made it into any mainstream engineering toolbox. A key thing to remember when trying to make formal statements about neural networks via me is that these systems regularly behave in completely unexpected ways as the result of small, often imperceptible adversarial perturbations. So it seems unlikely that interpretability work will get us very far with verification. Questions. Do you agree or disagree that automating mechanistic hypothesis generation is the only hope for mechanistic interpretability to scale? Why? Do you agree or disagree that we should work to benchmark mechanistic interpretability tools? Why? What lessons do you think that the mechanistic interpretability community should learn from Ramanujan et al. 2020? For example, how concerning is this for the causal scrubbing agenda? Could this have explained the outcome of the EOI paper? Are you or others that you know working on solving any of the problems discussed here? What is your steelman for current mechanistic interpretability research? Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.